Father, we just pray this Thanksgiving day. We give thanks to you first and foremost for who you are and all that you're doing and all that you've done. Even during this time, oh God, our eyes are upon you. We're not looking to the left or to the right, but our focus is upon you. And we know that you alone can do those things that need to be done. So this Thanksgiving day, our hearts are open to receive. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. You're my Lord and you're my Redeemer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We welcome all of our, our, well, first of all, you and all the guests and all that's watching here this morning. And as we give thought to this, we understand that we gather together to give thanks as the church family, because later on we'll be getting with our individual families and friends, but it's so good to spend Thanksgiving with you, our family as well, as a part of our family. This whole thing of togetherness, I believe it's uh, taking on an altogether different meaning. What does it really mean to be together as the people of God? and from the church, and we understand what we gather here, what we gain here within the church. We take to our respective homes. That's why it's so good that we start the day off in worship, in giving thanks to the Lord as a congregation, and then take what we've received to our personal homes, because I believe the blessings, that song was very appropriate. Those blessings will go throughout our families, to our children, and even to our children's children. So this light, this fire that's ignited through worship. Uh, I, I have a theme for this Thanksgiving celebration, and I believe that this is what I'm going to be sharing. God gave it to me last, I think it was last Friday, not knowing that the things would uh, develop as they have developed, but to show you how God sees the end before the beginning. I'm going to talk about Blessed be the ties that bind. I'm from the Methodist Church, and that was something we would always sing at the end of the service, and I didn't have a clue what they were talking about. In fact, some of the words, we'd make up words just to uh, fill in with the, with the rhythm and with the beat. But as I have grown older and began to look into the words of that song that was written Centuries ago, I've come to understand the depth of those words and the mean, how meaningful those words really are to us today. I love hymns. I love those hymns because not all hymns now. I'm talking about those meaningful hymns, those hymns that are sacred, those words that are spoken that are full of, 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 of meaning. I love those things. So as we, uh, we talk about blessed be the ties that bond, strengthening the cords of unity, strengthening the cords of unity, the unity that exists between us. The Bible talks about two are better than one. Two are better than one. Now, why would two be better than one? One standing alone is not able to accomplish all that needs to be accomplished, but two is better than one. But then it goes further, it says, but a threefold cord is not easily broken. So, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst. The threefold cord is saying that in that unity, the Lord joins the two 
and you look at a three-legged stool, it's, you can't topple it over because it maintains balance. And I believe that that's what God is saying. When God is in the mix, when we bring him into the mix, then our lives have balance. They're balanced. And it says, and not easily. It didn't say it can't be broken, but it's not easily shattered. I think about what, why we're here today uh, as we're preparing for our Thanksgiving meal, and I'm certain many of you have them cooking at home right now. They're, they're, they're ready. And, and I think about the things that we sometimes think of after the thought. Don't forget to bring the cranberry sauce. Don't forget to bring some gravy. With, put that on top of the turkey. Don't forget this thing, that thing, or the other. But better yet, who deserves the thanks that we offer on this day? Who's the one that deserves the thanks that we offer this day? I would say, even if you forget the, the, the cranberry sauce, even if you forget to put uh, the gravy on, on, on your dressing, don't forget the Lord. Don't forget the Lord. In the midst of all of our celebration, whatever we may be doing, whether we are doing some benevolent work, whatever, don't leave the Lord out of the mix. Don't forget Him. The Bible says in all things, and I'm thinking about it even as we are facing uh, a, a challenge that's new to us, it says in all things, in all things, in every situation, it says give thanks unto the Lord. It says for all things, but it says in the midst of all things, see beyond the moment and see the Lord where he is in all things give thanks. He said, for this is will of God concerning us. My uh, grandson, uh, as I was preparing for the last few weeks, last few days, this message, not knowing, talking about the ties, uh, has transitioned and in that, our hearts are heavy, but we're rejoicing in all things. Give thanks to the Lord. Thanks to the Lord for who He is. And, and we suppose, look at the difference. The Bible says, is it just the fact that we're supposed to give thanks? Or it is our will to give thanks to the Lord? That's the difference now. Sometimes you say, well, I'm supposed to thank God. I'm supposed to pray over my food. But how many times do we do it because it is our will. It's the will of God that we give thanks, but it is our will to give thanks unto the Lord. Do you really want to thank God? Do you really want, I trust you do, did you really want to be here? You had the press to be here, but was it your will to come? I ventured it is, it was, that's why you're here, but understand what we're saying here, willing to give thanks, our willingness, and, and, and then the Bible talks about the sacrifice of praise, our willingness to sacrifice to praise as a measure that, will, uh, that we may offer up to him this sacrifice of praise. The Bible speaks of it even concerning uh, the king, David. And David, they were going to give him the land, so that the property, so that he could make offerings unto the Lord. But here in 2 Samuel chapter 24, 24, this is what David said. He said, I will not offer up to God my burnt offerings that which, that which costs me nothing. He said, I'm not going to give God something that costs me nothing. Therefore, he is saying, if I offer up to God the thanksgiving that he so 
deserve, it's going to be costly. I have to sacrifice. I have to press past some things in order to do that. I hope this is really helping you because we understand uh, some of you drove a long way. I'm looking over at uh, Brother Rob, his wife, and many others. Came a long way to come here to worship the Lord. But you're here because you want to be here. So our willingness to sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, now let's look at that song here because this song is full of meaning. This song is full of, 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 of significance. And I'm just going to read uh, the words of this particular song. It says, Bless be the tides that bind, the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. And then it says, the fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. But these are, we, we would just sing the first verse, but then I went a little deeper and looked at some other verses. It says, before our Father's throne, we pour out ardent prayers, our fears, our hopes, our aims are one, our comfort, and our cares. We share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens bear, and often for each other's flows, the sympathizing tears. In other words, we cry together. When we asunder part, it gives us inward pain but we shall still be joined in heart and hope to meet again. I said, look at how profound this is. We would say this, sing this song as a benediction, as a benediction, as we were parting company with one another, going our ways, our separate ways. This is a song, a departing song. And I began to look into this, and I began to think about many other scriptures that help us to understand the whole thing. He says, blessed be the tides that bind, blessings upon the bonds that hold us together. That's what it's saying here. Blessed be the bonds that hold us together. In other words, as we bless the bonds that hold together, we understand something of those bonds we have. If we bless them, we get a new understanding of what is really holding families together, what's holding households together, what's holding marriages together. Whatever is joined together, what is the glue? What is the cement that seals it all? It seals it all. Here's what it says here in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 32. It says, and therefore, listen to me, my children. Now, this is uh, speaking of wisdom. It says, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Did you hear that? He talks about wisdom. Blessed are those who keep the ways of wisdom. Hear instructions and be wise. And do not disdain it. Blessed is the man, listen to this part, who listens to me. Look at the bonds that hold us together. Blessed is the person who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Whoever finds me finds life. 
Look how he puts the word and life together. Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Now, now I'm abridging this message because I'm going to keep it within the time frame allotted, but it's a whole lot I want to share, but I'm going to give you a lot in here in this short period of time because we're dealing with the word blessed, blessed, blessed are those that hear me, blessed are those that wait at the door and, and, and wait for the Lord, blessed. Look at all these areas. You find favor with the Lord. You, 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 it's blessing your soul, but to sin against it, it, it is really death to the soul. That's why when, when, when Peter came to Jesus, after Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am, and who do you say that I am, Peter uh, finally responded, but he received the revelation from the Lord. He said, you are the Christ. I know who you are. You are the Christos. You are the Messiah. You are the sent one. You're the one that we've been looking for and waiting for. He said, out of all these years, I see you through spiritual eyes. You are the Christ, and you are the son of the living God. When he said that, look at what uh, Jesus said. Blessed. He said, blessed are you. Blessed art thou, Peter. This word blessed, he said, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. You know the rest of it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, bound, bound on earth, bound, bound in heaven. But look what he says. When he says blessed, he is saying happy are you. Happy are you. He says, listen to this word, spiritually secure are you. You are secured as a result of seeing what you see and receiving from the Lord that which you've received. You're secured by it. He says, the, this is all the Amplified. It says that you've, you're favored by God. The Amplified portion says, you're favored by God. You've received divine favor as a result. So watch what he is saying here. He says, blessed are you. So he speaks the word of blessing before they're sent on their mission because it requires the blessing to fulfill the assignment that God had given. If you're not, you see, the blessing is not just through the fulfillment of that which God has given, but it precedes the activity that God has already assigned for you to do. He says, the reason that you can do what God would have you to do, because you're already blessed. You're blessed because you're blessed to see. You're blessed to understand some stuff that you otherwise would not understand. So now we see this blessing as an invocation, but then we see the blessing also as a benediction. That's what the song was all about. It is an uh, invocation, but it is also a benediction. Blessed to receive as well as blessed to rightly apply that which you have received. Because once God has blessed you with something, the next question is, how do you suppose to use it? How do you suppose to handle it? What use does this particular thing have? So he blesses you with knowledge and understanding and wisdom so you know how to apply 
things that God has provided for you. Bless. Now, watch what he says. Bless be the bonds that hold us together, the glue, that, that adhesive that holds us together. And the reason it's important, so that we don't fall apart under pressure. Sunday's message, we talked about the pressure. You see, when the pressure comes, Paul began to talk about the different things that happen within his life. He says, but not, but not, because understand, he was able to hold, be held together. The Lord was holding him together even while he was under pressure. Let me tell you something. That's what's holding me together. That's holding us together. And in the midst of the pressure, that's when he tests us. That's when that which God has given us is proven. It's when we are faced, facing the greater trials that we could ever face in life. So he says here, blessings are bestowed upon us. God, you see, it is not something, it's something that God has given. We don't want to give. He gives us something. He says, I will bless you. It's not that you deserve it, but I will bless you. Now, the opposite is being untied and disconnected. It's when we are not connected, when we are not joined rightly, not rightly joined together, then we fall apart. Blessed relationships are relationships that are sanctioned by God and then dependent upon God to hold them together. And God, this is what God did when he said to Adam and Eve, he, 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 God blessed them. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth and subdue it. And then the Bible says, whatever God has joined together, let no man separate. When God joins something together. So, so what we're looking at is blessed togetherness. <laughs> That's powerful. Blessed togetherness. Sacred unions. Now, when there's a sacred union, understand the devil is at a fight against it. That's what he was about. He fights against the union. We, we, we must fight to guard and protect the unions that God has put together. Things, and there are some things in this life that's worth fighting for, you see. We have an enemy, and what we have in unity is an enemy to the powers of darkness. The darkness within the soul of fallen humanity will find occasion to move in an opposite direction. You me tell you something, it's so easy to, to backslide. It's so easy to go in a different direction. He said, because there are so many things out there opposing Christian unity and Christian love. What he said, what Jesus said to Peter after he had backslidden, after he had betrayed him three times, he said, do you love me? Do you love me? You know, more than these, whatever. He said, do you love me? Then if you, when he says that, he says, then guard my sheep from the attack of the enemy. That's what he's really saying. Guard my sheep from the attack of the enemy. You said, feed my sheep. Yes, it does say, feed them so that they will be satisfied with my food to eat from my table and not corrupting poisons of the enemy, but they can't eat unless they are in, a, in an, an environment of protection. He says, so protect them and feed them. Developing, in other words, he is saying, as you guard them, it is theirs to develop an appetite for the truth. 
is an appetite for the truth so that they can eat at the Father's table or the table of the Lord. Eating, not eating the delicacies of the rich man's table from the rich man's table. He said, if that be the case, put a knife to your throat. So now, look at this song. Bind us together with ties, binding ties. That's Christian love. That's Christian love. The love of Christ that harmonizes the body of Christ. Ties our hearts to the Savior. We're joined to him in Christian love. The tying of hearts to the Father. And then it res the rescue uh, that takes place when he saves us. And then the walk that follows the rescue. Things that bind us together. Understand, I mentioned the other day, I said there are miles between the distance between the head and the heart. That's a long journey from the head, the thoughts to the hearts. God knows the thoughts and the intents of the heart. But understand, your thinking and your heart, there's a large, there's a, there's a chasm there. And God wants to bridge that gap to join us together so that we can understand what it really means to love him. Do you love me? We understand. He says, so you got to love me with your whole heart. You love me with your mind, but with your heart, soul, and mind. You love him with all of your being. So he, and then he wraps us in a bundle, the scripture says, in a bundle of love. And then we enter into unbroken, in, I call it eternal and unbroken bonds of love. We enter into the relationship that exists between the father and his son. Unbroken ties. Now, in our situation, we understand something called soul ties. Soul ties. You see, when people uh, feel that they're joined to another, it could be physical ties or whatever, uh, then, but, but then there are family ties. Understand the, 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 the unity that exists within the home. The enemy does everything he can to try to break that up. But family ties. I want to really help you to understand the significance of family ties. But, but, but look at, let me just move on, because the, the Bible talks in Malachi about the hearts of the children returning to the fathers, because the father provides discipline and correction, and oftentimes is misinterpreted as being unloving. But understand what God does. He brings us a place where we are grateful for things that we in the past might have shunned. Uh, it wasn't appreciated, and oftentimes that a bond, and that correction is not appreciated many times until the father's gone. When the father departs, when he's dead, they say, you know what? My dad really meant well towards me. I, many a child I've seen say that. See, it, because after they're gone, it's given time to think about it, to reflect on the motives behind the discipline. See, Job was a father. He sacrificed on behalf of his children just in case they sinned. He interceded for them regarding their future sins and transgressions. And the same thing, you see, the thing that a real father will do, he's concerned about the future of his children. So, the, see, God, see, God knows all things, and God has knowledge of all things, so therefore he will position us so that we can do not only those things that are necessary in the moment, but looking ahead of time at things that need to be in place even for the future. Now, I like this part of the song. It says, and I didn't understand this at all, the fellowship of kindred minds. I know we kind of stumbled on that one. The fellowship of kindred 
and minds. Now understand kindred minds. Kindred minds. It is saying we're thinking together. We're moving together. We're on the same page. We are collaborating. You see, we are complementary to one another. What one is doing is complementary to what the other may be doing. Look at what, even when it talks about God, the Godhead, we, he, says, he says when he made man, he says, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. Let us build. You see, let us do, let us engage. And the same thing, kindred minds, even in rebellion, let us build a tower and a, uh, let, let's build a tower and, and, and that will reach all the way into heaven. You see, so even in rebellion, it was a thing where they had a common thought and they began to move towards a common objective. So when we talk about kindred minds, what we do within the church, God's Word, as we hear the Word of God and as we fellowship together as one, then we can speak the same thing. We can be of the same mind. You see, what God does, He joins our hearts together so that one is not working against the other or the other is not working at all. But we all begin to move things forward because we have kindred minds. Now understand, make it uh, a family correspondence or, or having in country minds common blood or blood relatives. Understand, when we talk about blood, there's something in you that you've inherited from those who are of the same blood. We are blood connected in the natural. But let me tell you something else. We are blood connected in the spiritual. God says, now you're connected whether you know it or not. But let this mind be in you because this blood is in you. Did you hear me? Let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus because the blood of Jesus saved you from the things that you may still be thinking and the thoughts that yet arrest you because we are the same blood. We have that in common. Those who have things in common participate uh, or particularly those who share in the fellowship of Christ always have something to talk about. We always have something to talk about. You see, that there's some conversation that takes place among those who are of kindred minds. This way is not boring. If you're of the same mind, you're drawn to a message like this. But if you're not of the same mind, you're drawn to something that would be contrary to what you're hearing. Understand, if it's not complementary to what God has already placed in your heart, then the question is, what kind of mind do you have? You see what God does? He compliments. He builds us up. That's what we do here. And understand, when we come into this environment, God is bringing us all the more into kindred minds. Almost done. Similar to, to what he does when he says the fellowship of kindred minds. He didn't say it's like to that above. He didn't say it is exactly like. It is comparable. But understand he's saying, he said, when you begin to look at it, we begin to understand the same pattern that exists. In us getting together is the kind of unity that already exists above. That's why we pray the prayer, thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is already established in heaven. Similar but not compared. The, the, the glory 
You see, the glory of this present age is not comparable to the glory that shall be yet revealed in us as we look for that order that's established above and not look around at the things that's happening beneath. So there's a level of communion awaiting us when we know even as we're known. We think we understand communion. We receive the bread and the wine or we fellowship. There's a unity and a union that awaits us in the future that's much greater than anything that we could possibly imagine. Can you imagine this? Because you will, to, you see, it's something to know him, but it's all more important to be known by him. And he says, you will know even as you are known. That's what the Lord is saying. You will know even as you're known. So, so you see, what he says, the fellowship of kindred minds, it's like to that above, he is saying, you get a glimpse of glory now, but you get the whole thing when you're with the Lord. In other words, there will be a different kind of communication taking place. You think, you see, have you ever tried to get your point across to a person? You're using the right words, but you're still not connecting? That won't be the case when you're with the Lord. Because I understand, you, you, will, you, will, you will say, well, this is what I'm trying to say. The Lord says, that's what you're saying now. You don't have to try to say it. But now your speech has become so eloquent and you're, so, you're at a place now where you are so articulate that you can say what you mean and mean what you say. In other words, no hypocrisy residing within you whatsoever. Now, y'all got enough? Because I, if you, I'll go, you see, family, listen to this now, bringing it together, being rightly joined, I'll close with this there. I'll close with this. Being rightly joined together, this is what, this is what John, this is what John said in 3 John 4. He says, I have no greater joy. <laughs> I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth, open to receive instructions, because we know that the ties that bind, blessed be the learning from believers who have come before us, we know that the ties that bind, as the song says, it, it brings us to the place where it is like that above, before our Father's throne, we pour out our ardent prayers, our fears and hopes, our aims are one. Our comforts and our cares, we share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens bear, and often for each other flows. It just comes out of us the sympathizing tear, we cry together. When we are sunned apart in their times, when we go our separate ways, but we long to be together, it gives us inward pain. I miss you during that two years of separation, but it gives us inward pain. But we shall still be joined in heart. And understand, we understand that was two years, but think about it. When one of us have to transition into heaven, we leave each other. 
Uh, I'm thinking about different ones as I look around. I knew where they were sitting in. I knew the things, the contributions that they made. I'm not calling names because there are so many now that have gone on that are so dear to my heart, and they're no longer with us. But understand, it calls us inward pain, but we don't grieve as others who have no hope. But we shall still be joined in heart and with our hope that will not be put to shame. This hope that we have is alive, a lively hope that we hope to meet again. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that you have blessed us and you blessed the ties, the bonds of love that join us together. And we treasure this. We pray, Lord, that we may know the height, depth, width, and breadth of your love. Not just one dimension, but all four dimensions of your love. So that that's the kind of love that we can share with one another, with family, our biological family, but our Christian brothers and with the entire world. With this, we give you honor. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Let's stand together.